Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Get Out of Rap. Today, I'm joined by Laura Scott, who is the Chief Operating Officer for Dialect up there in the in the Northeast. Um, Laura, welcome to Get Out of Rap. Thank you for the for having us and letting us come on and tell you a bit about myself and also the dialect story. Yeah, no problem. And I should have said we were just talking about it. Your can you add speaker to your your list of um, skills now? Yes, uh, yeah, we'll add that just kind of at the bottom for now. Um, but yeah, more more public speaking events to follow. <laughs> and that was, was good because fun. you that was because last week you spoke at an event, right? Yes, yeah. Um, we were invited to speak at a, an event, FinTech North. So it's it's very much an industry event um, for the, the the area that we're servicing in terms of our services. Uh, it had an opportunity to showcase who we are and what we're doing in front of a, a room of a, a few hundred people, which is always a nice opportunity and to do it face to face as well. Yes, that's that makes a pleasant change, doesn't it? It does. It does. So it was good fun. It's good to get out and about and, and yeah, just tell everyone kind of who we are and what we're doing now i'd love to to start with as is as is the way on uh, the podcast is to is to jump into finding out a bit more about you because as a as a as a lady sea level i think you know i know from the demographics of people that listen they are really keen on their career and their progression so how have you got to where you've got to today hey great question um so i'm i'm not from the contact centre background, I haven't, you know, spent my life in the, the contact centre industry, um, where I've, I've spent a long time, so the last 10 plus years, was in um, a, a fintech financial services company, uh, and we provided gift cards for shopping centres across the UK, the Middle East and Europe. Um, so my role there was a, a head of operations, so within that head of operations role was, was included, was the customer support element of the the service that we offered to end users and, and shopping centers. Um, so I have a, a lot of knowledge and experience of how to kind of take a contact center, which was solely operating for UK, um, mm. and then build that out to then introduce multilingual, introduce extended operating hours. Um, and we've seen some of the challenges that we had when you're trying to work with existing systems and you're trying to move into new territories and bring new channels in. So. I can draw a lot on that experience in terms of what we're then doing at Dialect. Now, another key element of, of my role and a massive passion of mine is the technology side of it. Um, so I spent time developing out with a, with a great team in terms of products that we could sell gift cards. So we had our own proprietary system that sold gift cards via till or web or um, self-service or via iPad. So technology was a big form of the role um, managed a project team and a software development team as well and um, so I'd say my experience quite wide and vast uh, as a head mm. of operations you've got quite a lot of, of remit and which is fantastic and that's kind of where I've, I've, I love to be kind of right in the middle of it all and, and making sure that it all hangs together and I think it's important and again I've kind of brought that into to dialect is that you know everything that we do we've got to not just consider the end users but also consider the internal users and how we make their lives easier and better um so so yes yeah, so i spent 10 years at, at flexicard got lots of experience joined the company as a bit of a kind of startup scale up and we grew the business um you know to to quite a well very successful level um and that's where i gained a lot of my experience hands-on and getting amongst it and and also the strategy side of it as well I, I love the I love the fact, and it's it's something that comes up quite often around the different routes that people take 
to where they to where they get to and one of the key messages i think is that there's no there's no set way you, mm. you don't you know I, I was an agent but it doesn't mean you have to be an agent you you came into the industry another route what i'm and, and i think that's reassuring for people to know that it doesn't really matter where you start it's more about how you you know who you are and how you apply yourself what kind of things would you share and this is always difficult for people right because they've got to kind of talk about themselves and but what you know, you're you're a chief operating officer now. It's a great position to to to, to have attained. Mm. Um, what would you what would you put that down to in terms of how you've applied yourself, the lessons you would want to share with people? So for me, I, I think it's really understanding how a business works, and you know, getting ingrained in that, and and looking for improvements and continuous change. So it's not about you know sitting thinking yes that works and it, it works now but it's always looking to the future and how we can make improvements um so for me I, th I think anyone it's a really good question isn't it you're right it's an absolute it's a difficult one to to kind of answer um i think it in being very inquisitive and asking lots of questions mm. and mm. you know spending time with people getting under the hood of things and and i'm quite hands-on and 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 yes, I've got to take a step back at times, you know, in, in kind of a, a strategic level role, but I still think it's important to have that level of hands-on approach and feel that the team can, anyone, I mean, anyone in dialect has got access to, to speak to myself and the CEO, we're very open, we want to have yeah. open conversations and I think that is equally important, um, being accessible and not kind of pulling yourself away um, yeah. always, but that fine line as well of, of, you know, stepping back to look at the strategy and the longer term plans. And that you mentioned their inquisitiveness, and I love that because I think it's, you know, if you're in a room of people and maybe there's a question, a burning question that people want to ask, I think it's always interesting the person that says, sorry, I don't get it, mm -hmm. or can you explain it again, or what does this mean? Was that, has that always been your way? Yes, always, always try to understand, always ask questions, and equally share knowledge as well you know make mm. sure that other people within the business do understand it it's not just about retaining that knowledge it's it's sharing that knowledge and making everyone aware of, of how things work or you know what what direction we want to be heading in and, and what our plans are for the future as well so it's getting that buy-in um so it's not just you know like i say keeping yourself isolated from it all encourage inquisitiveness amongst everyone to ask mm -hmm. questions and through that you, you often find that a team becomes more engaged to become more interested in what's happening and, and you value their feedback as well. Mm. I think it's often the case, isn't it, that certainly my experience or that people have come on the podcast and talked about is the nature of operations, given it's so, so busy, one of the things that's often forgotten is sharing the work, the thoughts, the output with other parts of the business. You, you very much tend to work in your lane and you're just busy, busy, busy. And then other support functions that you need to, to involve and rely on are told at the end of a process often. And they're like, yes. what, what, what are you up to now? <laughs> I, I totally agree with you. And, and I think in, in particularly in dialect, what we're trying to do is make sure that because we're, you know, we're still quite a, a young company, I'm making sure that the, the head of customer experience and you know, all of our team actually see the the product that we're 
were evolving that were developing out and getting their input and feedback so you know we're looking at from a product point of view and going that sounds like a really awesome feature would love to have it but in reality is it going to make their lives easier is it going to add value for for what they're doing day to day so what would what we're you know looking to do is proof of concept kind of everything and then put it into the team see how it works see if they like it before we do big rollouts because you know you could spend hours and days and months and you know on on features and you go this this sounds you know really really good you put it into production and people go that doesn't help BAU and yeah so you know from a yeah. from an operational point of view you're absolutely spot on it's, it's engaging the wind up business to make sure that what we're doing actually has has real benefit and it, it's not just a, a tick box exercise or it's it's not just something someone thinks is a great idea and that's because um, you're right because it can work the other way I can remember this you know teams coming technical teams coming into ops and saying we've had and they're really enthusiastic we've added this new feature it's amazing it's brilliant here's how it works and very quickly from an ops point of view because you're customer facing you know and it's like bursting their bubble a little bit that we're never going to use that it's not, yeah it's, it's not going to be used Definitely. And I think I'm in a very fortunate position and I have been in previous roles where I kind of span that because I've, mm. I've got the operational remit and, and that's, you know, what I've got to kind of focus on day to day. I also have the technical and the product side of it. So having them kind of interlinked actually works really well because you, you're always looking at a, a, a new feature or a new piece of software or whatever it might be and thinking, how does that actually work day to day in operationally? So I, it's quite a, a fortunate kind of mix of the the elements in terms of what I'm working on and with at the moment as well um but do you do you think that you know you are a young COO a young lady um have you faced any barriers or um are there you know are there anything that you would do differently in your in your kind of rise um Barriers, I wouldn't say I have. I think I've been very fortunate. You know, I've had really good support around in terms of peers and um, managers. And, you know, it's it, it's been a, a nice kind of evolution and journey. So mm. I've been really fortunate. Um, and there's been no kind of, I'd say, opportunities that I haven't been able to, to kind of mm. go for. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's... I'm just sitting reflected here as you've asked that question, if there yeah. has been anything in particular, but I, I'd say I've been really fortunate in, in in terms of the support group that I've had around us to to kind of get to the level that I'm at now. And I, do you know what? I think that's a really key message around for people that um, are wanting to progress at the same, you know, to the same place you're at mm. is so if, if you're not surrounded by good people at a peer level and a mentoring manager level, it's going to be a challenge, right? Regardless mm. of gender, age, any any of the any of the demographics, the key. And sometimes that was a little bit lost at me at on at times because you think, well, I've got all these characteristics. I'm ambitious. I want to do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. But without and you've used the word we a hell of a lot already, that sense of team, mm-hmm. you know, and, and where you sit in and having that support function, that support group around you is so key to individual and collective success, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think if you've got a, if you've got good leaders, then, you know, that's going to encourage people and motivate them to to want to grow and develop and, and move to the next level and 
and yeah, it's, it have been very fortunate in, in that respect. You create your own luck though, don't you? Sometimes, yeah. It's hard work as well. I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, I'm not going to you know, say that it's not. And it, 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 you've always kind of, you know, going above and beyond and, and, and doing that extra bit, but, you know, that's fine as well. Um, it, it's not a bad thing. Um, no, you know, absolutely not. Well, let's bring it up to date then in terms of okay. the role, the role at dialect. When, when did, when did you join dialect? Yeah. So, um, I've been with dialect since, well, what year? Last year. Um, was it time's last year? a bit bendy at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's like, <laughs> what year are we in and what month we're in? Um, so dialect's a, a very young business and um, would, would class ourselves as a startup. Um, We've been in operation since 2020, so you know we're, we're still very young. Mm. And the the reason I came into the business and into the role was to to really help define out our operational kind of strategy and and approach, um, coupled with building out our technology stack. And again, you know that's where the the kind of passion lies. So I had a very very fortunate opportunity and challenging to kind of look at what technology we wanted, how we wanted to hang together, um. And yeah, the first kind of week that I came in was, right, let's get all the requirements together that we need and want from a system. You know, thinking about a previous experience, um, what's on the market and kind of defined out, you know, a list of requirements of like 165 different items. Um, and then we went out to market to look at what solutions were available. So a, a really, you know, fantastic opportunity to be able to really shape what technology we wanted to put in that would, that would meet the needs of our people with the view of what our business was going to be today and in the future as well. Always had the vision of multilingual, um, 24, seven, three, six, five. So everything that we had designed from a, a solutions point of view and operational point of view, it's done so with the, the view that that's, that's where we're, we're heading to. Um, mm. And I think that's been a massive advantageous to us because we haven't had to deal with legacy. We haven't had to, you know, um, come in halfway through and then try and steer a ship round, which is is difficult. We've started with a blank piece of paper and, you know, it's been a fantastic kind of journey so far to where we're at. Um, and, and already we're, we're, you know, we're, we're proud of what we've achieved. We're, we're working with clients in the UK, Europe and the US. Um, you know, we've, we've built a team from, from kind of ground zero all the way up to, to, to not far off 40 heads, I believe now. Uh, already 24 7 365 really um yeah so we've achieved a lot in a short period of time um and i think that's because we had a clear vision and the technology is is pretty pretty damn good and the you, you kind of you mentioned there two key things that i know um are, are, are big challenges as you say is that is multilingual for one mm -hmm. and kind of continual service availability across the year being being another did you do them both at the same time or just we started recruiting a team who had multilingual capabilities right from the the offset and what we did is we looked at what languages would be most prevalent so mm. we, we we selected a core um language skill set so you know started with spanish italian english french because what we've seen is that works in Europe, but that also spans out then to rest mm. of the world because of mm. the language skills. Mm. So multilingual was always in my strategy for recruitment from day one and building that team out. And then down the line, 
we started then introducing the 24 by seven in the 365. So it wasn't a big bang of everything at once. Um, you know, we've gradually built up to that operational hours increasing um, and, and it still got there very quickly. But yeah, the way that we planned kind of the operational approach was always get languages in um, because we're going to need them. And are your, when you were doing your recruitment, so if you, you, you launched during the pandemic. We did. We did indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which was fun. But <laughs> equally, I think it's put us in a good place when it comes to we're remote for we were remote first. And yeah. that's always what we're kind of going to be. So again, all of our approaches and strategies to, you know, how we onboard, how we go put the team through kind of grad base, if you like, yeah. um, continuous professional development for the team, communication. We've all we've had to do it all on screen. Yeah. So we're, we're in a great position that way because the business started from that point. Whereas yeah. then we, we introduce back when we're all, you know, able to come back in the office and things and we go back to a level of normality and you kind of start your face-to-face -face communications and training and, and whatnot. So. so do you have, do you have people geographically that are going to stay remote um, and some that are able to come in and they, they flex either way, right? Or... Yes, that's exactly the, the kind of approach we've got. So some, some team members are, are going to be 100% remote based. Some are more locally based and we encourage them to come into to the to the hub, so to speak. Um, mm. And, you know, it gives them an opportunity to, to meet their peers, you know, meet the rest of the team. And some of the team we still haven't actually met face to face, which is outstandingly like bizarre. But yeah. it, it works and, you know, we are actively encouraging all of the, the team to come in at some point so we can have a, a, a proper get together um, mm. and meet everyone, which will be amazing. Because I, I, I've, I've got a lot of experience in the challenges of multi, you know, multilingual recruitment, mm -hmm. you know, because that naturally means that the, the bar's been raised, even when you're talking about advisors, customer facing, that your first level um, entrance to the company the moment you add in the requirement of languages you're reducing your your pool significantly aren't you you are and but I think we're in a in a different kind of world now where doors have opened a, a lot easier to be able to get skills in from all over the UK um, mm. without a challenge and, yeah. and we wouldn't have had that pre-pandemic because mm we wouldn't have been able to tap into some fantastic resources and talent and experience because we weren't necessarily looking outside our doorstep. Mm. Um, so for me, I think it, that's a, a huge advantage in terms of what has came out of the, the back end of the pandemic is the ability to attract talent from, from anywhere. Mm. Um, and, and we're still keen to do that. And you know, we're still bringing them on the journey in terms of who dialect is, what we stand for, where vision and values, um, and, and we're kind of confident that we're building a really good culture here, even though it's a mix of remote and kind of face-to-face. -face. And what's important then? What is the, what's important to you in terms of the culture? Putting people at the centre of that is key. You know, we want people to join Dialect and, and feel that they're part of a, of a team, um, that we're all on the same kind of trajectory and, and they're, they're well aware of that. And we want them to develop, you know, we want to bring people into the business who want to, to, to develop a career and it 
as, mm. as our business grows, you know, there's more and more opportunities. And, mm. and I'm sure you know yourself, you know, in this industry, it's, it's about getting talent and retaining it and giving them opportunities in different areas that people might want to develop yeah. in. And there's so many cross-functional roles within contact centers, you know, that's what we need to be shouting about and, and telling people Completely. of how many opportunities are, are available. Um, you know, you could come in as an advisor and, and that's where you start, but you've got a massive passion for compliance or, you know, you love finance, then the, 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 mm-hmm. the opportunities are there if people want mm-hmm. them. And certainly within a grown business like Dialect, because we're, we're evolving, you know, every 100%. month. Yeah, I love it. I just, that gives me goosebumps. Just that kind <laughs> of, the, the, the chance to take people on when you are still a startup and growing it's it's not easier that's the wrong word because it's still a challenge but in terms of being able to paint a picture of what the future could look like with the right application and the the possibilities that people have are there something enticing about startups and um certainly growing businesses because i think you would still class yourself as a startup right yeah i'd I'd still class ourselves as a startup absolutely you know we're, we're, we're still um developing in so many areas and, and there's so many opportunities kind of coming our way as well and and I think a lot of the, the you know through the recruitment process a lot of the the new team members actually really resonate with the startup and the opportunities because because it's it's new it, it's mm. it's exciting we've got lots of, of different things that we're kind of looking at going forward um but but startups are, are equally you know a challenge as well yeah. because there's because yeah. there's, there's so much going on and we're trying to yeah. do so much but you yeah. know it's it, it's a fantastic environment and you know we're just we're, we feel so motivated to to do what we're doing and build a, a, a fantastic team with some like I say I go back to the technology the technology is key you know some with some great tech behind us and kind of deliver out just a, a really good solution to to clients um so that you know that it's quite simplistic in terms of what we want to achieve um but yeah it's it's an exciting journey to be on for sure well let, let, let's it's you've mentioned before your passion for the technology and you, that's yeah. something that excites you mm. let's talk about that now but also you said something interesting around let me hope i get this right that it was key that it wasn't just about the impact it has for your clients, but it's the impact it has for your internal team. And that's yes. been fundamental to your how you've developed your technology. Is that right? That's 100% right, yes. Yeah, um, good. <laughs> so in, in previous lives, um, having you know run a, a kind of contact center element, it, it's difficult, it's, it's, it's so difficult to have so many different systems. And we had that, you know, we had our telephony mm. system, we had our live chat, we then handling emails via another system. And it, it puts extra strain and extra pressure, if you like, on advisors to be able to not only have to deal with different channels, but channels in different places, mm. nothing's joined mm. up. Mm. So one of the main things that I wanted to do was have a, a, a true omni-channel solution where our team had one interface, everything came into them. They knew exactly who they were speaking to if they came in before, um, you know, in what channel they did come to us in. And, and they've got that single view and they're not having to log into another system. They forget to log out of one system that, you know, they're, they're trying to work another. So that was core to, to what we wanted as a, as a solution. Um, making a customer experience better for internal team ultimately delivers a better customer experience out yeah. to the end user 
because you're not, you know, flicking between screens and and, and whatnot. So that's always been the, the, the core driver and we continue to develop the system out. Um, so we're using Amazon Connect. Amazon Connect's our, um, our technology stack. And, you know, because it's so fast evolving, there's so many new features being released. We're looking at them and saying, right, could we use that for our team and how would it benefit mm-hmm. them? Um, mm-hmm. And that's going to be a continuous iteration all the time. Um, we're not we're not going to just sit and rest on what we've got. We want to continuously make improvements, actively speak to the team and say feedback anything that you, you think we could improve on or, or make changes. And we'll put that in our roadmap. Equally in that product roadmap is the front facing pieces for the clients as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's so important the team have a good system to work with. I think there's, there's actually research now from two different sources that says you can make a link or there is a link rather from the number of systems that agents have to access and use to do their job and attrition so Mm -hmm. the moment I mean even five it seems ridiculous not ridiculous but it's too many but at the moment you go over five systems the percentages massively increase in terms of what your attrition is and I know first-hand personal experience but also still seeing it today uh, it's having to navigate across so many different systems and interfaces whilst maintaining a conversation mm-hmm. with a customer is is a mental challenge that seems to me now that they don't people don't need to get to have when you've got access to technology that we could only dream of a few years ago why mm-hmm. And I get it, it costs, but you know we should be looking at those those types of things far more than we than we do because we're asking people to do too many too many mental jumps continually whilst delivering a great customer experience. Like you say, it's it's hard. Yeah, and and I think that it's always going to be a challenge in terms of systems, and and you're always going to have you know us as a BPO. There's there's always systems that our clients going to use so you're going to have that but at least give the team one interface that every interaction comes through and they're working in and we enhance it to make you know the information that they've got presented on screen so they know you know what queue it is or they they know the query type or they know who it is and Mr Jones has already phoned us three times and he's dropped us an email And, and that just I think makes focus a lot easier and then the other peripheral systems they don't seem as overwhelming because yeah. you've got that one system where you know everything's coming into. Exactly. So it was kind of um, outlook inward in terms of your teams to make it really, really clear what's been, and then when you take that out to the customer, what's been some of the things that um, you've done there? So in terms of customer facing, um, we leverage all of the different channels that Amazon Connect supports. So um, we offer email, chat voice um facebook whatsapp so we offer all of them to clients clients can have as much flexibility and personalization as they want and we flag we we fly the flag for personalization um because we fundamentally think that's very important that a client's getting a solution that works for their business so within mm. the fintech industry you, you know you you might have two very different products and two very different demographics so a voice uh, you know first strategy might not be right for that other digital first strategy mm-hmm. that another client's mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. so what we want to want customers to do is is look at the service offering we have 
pick what works for them and their end users. And then in time, we can easily add new, new channels in, remove them if they feel like they're not working. Um, and, and that for us is very important in terms of our offering out to clients. Um, you know, we want them to have that flexibility and because we're also working with fintechs who are startups and scale-ups, you know, we, we don't want them kind of in a solution that might work for them in day one, but mm. actually is very much different in six months time because their products evolved and changed and their end users have potentially changed as well in terms of their needs. Um, so, so that's from a product point of view, we, we wanted something outwardly facing that was very flexible and agile and could be scaled very quick as well. Um, what? So it, no, go on, go on, sorry. sorry. No, 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 go on. Um, I was just going to say, what were, what are the channels, what are you seeing in terms of the channels that your clients are coming? Has there been anything surprising there or what's the sort of trend? I think definitely slanted towards digital first in terms of, you know, your chats, your emails. Um, I think there's more traction with the socials as well. I don't think that's a huge a huge area yet, but I definitely see that as going to be one for the future. Um, and voices is always going to play a, a part, and I don't mm. think that's ever going to disappear. However, you know, we, we do have clients who are very much, yeah, we, we just want to go with chat and email, and we don't want to introduce voice. However, we have seen instances where voice is then, then eventually been added because it's mm. it's needed for whatever reasons but for me digital first and you know again we've we've developed out with it with our partners a, a really robust chat and live chat solution which is actually multilingual handles up to 75 different languages and um, so you know we're, we're investing heavily in that channel as well because we, we see the value in that and how much of that that chat especially the multilingual element is um, automated how much of it is it's your advisors so the majority is I'd say advisor led and it's mm. genuine live chat um, as a product and service offering we're, we're building proof of concepts at the moment for chatbots uh, so we're going to add that in to, to what we're offering again we can personalize that for every client depending upon what the product is what the question and then where we need to push a user to get that information if it's an FAQ page on their website or you know wherever it might reside um, so again chatbots for the future but I, I I like to get that for me I think it's a, it's the right balance between presenting the information guiding and then the ability to, to connect to an advisor when you need to particularly in you know the industry that we're servicing as well people want to be able to speak to people um, it's not all about yes. automation yeah and I guess that means because also how, how much do reg, you know the regulatory requirements come into play as well yeah, so so for us, um, because we use client systems to access that data, we don't actually have that information within our system. Um, so we're, we're not regulatory requirements around that. Yeah, but what yeah. we do is we limit the information that someone can input into us. Um, so we very much will guide that. So we have a pre-chat form, for example, on, on live chat. We gather certain information and then we'll prompt what information we want as part of the conversation to guide. Um, so, yeah, we that, that it's... 100% a part of a consideration that we have to have. We just don't fall within the, the regulatory requirements because we're not holding yes. that information in the dialect yeah, yeah. system. And we're very purposefully designed it that way. So it's very kind of light touch in terms of what we do capture. Mm. And it's more mm. about CRM and the experience than mm. the actual financial information to, mm. to, you know, if someone wants to know the balance of their card or the, the one to mark their card lost and stolen, that sits on client side. And give, given that you're multilingual, 
do you see differences in how customers re interact culturally you know just what are there communication differences um very good question um th there is an element of it yes and and you know expectations are, i guess are, are different i'd say certain countries as well have different requirements when it comes to channels that they want to interact on um mm. so th there is differences definitely from a from a demographic point of view you know some some clients who are, are working in in certain countries are very much a, a voice first because digital is not necessarily the right strategy for them and what we've got to remember as well as different countries have different accesses to to the way that they communicate so voice might be the the default and mm. it might not be that everyone's got access to devices or you know connections mm. so it's, it's very much again going back to that tailoring and the ability to tailor depending upon where a client is and where their product is is being launched or, or delivered it's it's fascinating isn't it just to see how different um different countries are, are at different stages how they how they interact they they want to do things um differently i think mm -hmm. that's another element i've always found fascinating i've been lucky that i've worked in multilingual providers more often than often than not and i've just find and then when you add in like you say all of the different channels that people have available now it's another thing that just is very interesting yeah and terminology i guess is another thing so you know in the in in the uk and europe if you've got a card you've got a pin number it might not be a pin number in brazil it might be yeah. a four-digit code and they're mm. the little kind of nuances that you've you've, yeah. you've got to be aware of and and you know that the team that we've got are, are very experienced in that so you know we can build it out we've got lots of, of native speakers from from all over the world so they can bring that experience into it as well and say well mm. actually you, you wouldn't know what that was because mm. it's that's not a term um, yes. which is great you know again we'll bring that experience in when we're looking at how we build out shortcuts for live chat and you know making sure that they're they're, they're right for that audience and not just a blanket approach you know we're, we're very much refining them to where we're mm. we're operating in as well mm. you mentioned um before we started before we hit record just and some of this is the nature of a startup i know um just how quickly time goes and how you know we're already coming to the end of uh july when we're recording this and what when you look ahead what excites you about the rest of the year for, for you and the team? Uh, so new clients that we're going to be onboarding and, and working with dialect, growing the team out, bringing new people and experience and skills into the team. And I, th I think as well, evolving with product and what we're, we're trying to achieve and all the exciting things that Amazon Connects delivering and how we can leverage them to, to you know, as I always say, make the team's life easier but mm. also offer an amazing solution out to our clients as well. It, it, it's such an exciting kind of time. And, and you know, yeah, I, I, I can't articulate it anymore. We're just really passionate about, you know, building the the, the business and, and getting some great people on the journey with us as well. Um, and, and I'll go back to it. People are fundamental in what we're doing here because, mm. you know, without the people, you know, we wouldn't be delivering out the services that we are. And that really comes across. But what, what about for you personally? When you think about the when you think about the future. So for me personally, um, oh, good question. I think it's just just 
for me, I'm, I'm really keen to, to kind of understand the industry a lot more um, you know, get involved in a lot more kind of events and, and networking and, and all of that kind of thing. And I think for me, it's learning more. And, and mm. I'm happy to say that, you know, yes, we, we, we're building what we're building, but there's lots more that we can learn or yeah. I can learn. And yeah. I want to be out there speaking to people and understanding that, you know, it's a, I'm, as I said, right at the beginning, I'm very inquisitive. So I, I do ask a lot of questions. I do a lot of research. I'm, I'm always looking at the the kind of next white paper and what's happening in the industry. And, and I'm trying to keep an ear to the ground, so to speak, just so we can learn from, from that experience because there's so much experience out there um, mm. that, that we can levy as well. So yeah, for, for me, definitely, you know, learn more about the, the industry and, and how we can kind of evolve within the, the wider contacts and industry and, and maybe bring a different perspective from kind of my background and, and what mm-hmm. we're doing as well. Um, and I'm, I'm just generally excited. I'm just so passionate about, yeah. about what we're doing and, and, and who we are. It's just the future's looking very bright. Um, and, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll, we'll have brought on a lot more clients and we're operating in a lot more countries and, and have expanded our team as well. Well, I can't, I mean, one of the things that um, I'll, I'll be doing with the podcast is kind of maybe going on, going on tour. So I'd love to come up to your neck of the woods. And, Please and do. Get to, get, to, get to see the team. And because um, I think it's, it's great to hear, you know, that you said it at the start, you're saying it now, just that inquisitiveness. It's about a growth mindset, isn't it? It's kind mm. of, and, and it is an exciting time for you and the team at Dialect, but also just for the, the industry as a whole you know this kind of the pandemic I think has shaken us up a bit and now wherever you look whether it's technology or people so from the people point of view just understanding more about neuro um, diversity and how best to help your teams thrive and have careers regardless of where they start that they love in our industry whilst utilizing some amazing technology it's a very exciting time to be in the industry definitely and there's there's so many things happening and you know there's 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 so many positives to shout about and and I think you know like yourself is doing that and so many other people are as well and it's it's just getting that that message out that there's so many exciting opportunities within the industry and you know it it's pushing barriers as well from a technology perspective Mm. um you know for for someone like Amazon to invest in the technology that they have and you know Microsoft have, have recently released a update of of their kind of technology as well aimed at this particular industry Mm. there's something about it that you know these these big technology giants are looking at and and interested in and and yes there's some fantastic you know in situ solutions as well let's not forget about them and Mm. you know i i just think there's there's it's a very bright future and, and that's the message we've got to get across um and and get people kind of engaged and and passionate about what opportunities are within the industry as well yeah it's been great laura um thanks very much for for coming on do you like how i invited myself up to to come and see you we'll have to do I, another one i think you you're, you're obviously know what the the geordie welcome's like and it's very yeah. warm and you know <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll happily have you here at the the dialect we'll, we'll call it the hub not the office <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> i like it laura, no, no, anytime Scott. Thank you very much. And we definitely will be doing one coming. Where, whereabouts in the Northeast? We're in Gateshead. Okay, um, lovely. So we're right 
close by to the Metro Centre for for any you know keen shoppers out there. So yeah, we're <laughs> we're on the the right side of the water, so to speak. But yeah, we're we're, we're based in Gateshead. Um, so we're, we're planning to obviously grow the the team and the offices here in the northeast as well. And that's another passion of ours. You know, we're very yeah. proud of the northeast and, and what yeah. we're doing. We want to create opportunities and 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 just grow the business here. Mm. Um, it's a thriving area for our industry, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, it's fantastic. And um, there's mm. some great brands up here and, and attracting some really good people into the mm. into their teams as well. Well, I've really enjoyed this. I, I love what you're doing. I love your I love your mindset. So thanks for giving up your time and sharing it. Oh, I've I've had a great time. Thank you very much, Martin. Thanks for listening to me. You know, <laughs> walk through and and yeah, it's been it's been really good. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Take care. Speak to you soon.